Good afternoon. I'm Al Cresta. We spoke about the rise in suicide in America, and uh, the the statistics are staggering. And the, what's so frustrating about this is that uh, we also know a good deal about how faith in Christ, how faith in God, just generally, uh, helps restore a sense of purpose uh, to people. And yet, the the major professional uh, organizations, American Psychological Association, American Psychiatric Association, the Suicide Prevention Hotline, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, do not um, warmly recommend uh, church attendance or uh, prayer, you know, or getting together with uh, a pastor or a priest. Erica Anderson uh, wrote on this in the Wall Street Journal last July. And the headline read, Is God the Answer to the Suicide Epidemic? Uh, someone who attends religious services is significantly less likely to kill himself. Now, this is not, uh, this is not a, um, a panacea. When I was pastoring, I had a young man and woman, they were a young couple, married couple, uh, come to join us, and they were just a week or two away from being actually received into the congregation. They'd been with us for a while. Uh, and the young man committed suicide before he became a member uh, of the church, although he had been attending for a while. And he was, by all, by all evidence, he was deeply religious. He was a bit hyper, I will admit that. And he committed suicide, leaving a note behind saying he was anxious to be with Jesus. Now, this, of course, indicates some serious uh, underlying malfunction, right? Uh, but so religion is not a panacea here. Uh, there are people, uh, religious people, who commit suicide. But we're looking at the big picture, the broad picture. And the rate at which Americans take their own lives has been climbing for 20 years. And you've got policymakers and medical experts uh, searching uh, for, you know, new suicide prevention policies. Uh, Erica Anderson and uh, Rick Fitzgibbons and many others, myself included, are encouraging people who are lacking a sense of purpose and meaning in life, people who are vulnerable to depression, to attend religious services because uh, it brings you in touch with a new community of people. It brings you in touch with a competing worldview than the one that you receive, you know, if you're spending a lot of time reading newspapers or online. Uh, a 2016 study published in the uh, Journal of the American Medical Association, Psychiatry, found that American women who attend a religious service at least once a week were five times less likely to commit suicide. This is based on data from 90,000 women from 1996 to 2010. And that's consistent with a 2019 Pew Research finding that regular participation in a religious community is clearly linked to higher levels of happiness. Now, it's true that correlation doesn't prove causation, all right? Uh, you know, maybe these are just coincidental uh, features. But there's strong evidence that people who attend church or synagogue regularly are less inclined to take their own lives. Now, church attendance rates have fallen considerably in recent decades. Recent Gallup poll finding 
uh, Catholics, 75% church attendance in 1955. Now it's under 40%. We're losing attendance by about 4% a decade. The big, uh, the big problem was in the 60s and 70s where we lost 20%. So you're looking at serious, uh, serious decline here. Uh, and religious leaders, uh, you know, have made their mistakes. Catholics uh, don't need to uh, stay too focused on that. It's pretty, pretty much a problem. Uh, you know, and a lot of people don't like preachers who bark from pulpits uh, without grace or humility or love. So yes, uh, you know, sometimes uh, churches have created problems for people, but. There's a phenomenon called start-up churches. Now, these are sometimes called church, church planting. These are bodies that are usually made up of only a few dozen people. They meet in middle school gyms or local businesses after hours. They meet in homes sometimes. And they are planned strategically by uh, committed, usually evangelical Protestant uh, leaders. And they plant them in places uh, where they think people are underserved by the uh, denominations that are there. So uh, they go into rural areas. They go into urban areas. Um, Some 42% or more of these church plant attendees have not been to church in many years, or never before. LifeWay Research discovered that in a survey they did in 2015. Think about that. These startup churches, again, meeting in schools or businesses or uh, homes, 42% have not been to church in many years or ever before. I hate, to, I hate to admit it, but there's almost no Catholic concern about this. Uh, we, are not, we have not been very inventive or creative when it comes to reaching the unbaptized or, cre- uh, or reaching those who are fallen, have fallen away from the faith. And we've got a huge number of former Catholics throughout America. As I always point out, it's the second largest religious demographic. Catholics number one, former Catholics number two. What, what about the possibility of creating Catholic um, uh, services which are not the Mass. No, don't, don't get me wrong here. I'm not talking about displacing the Mass. That, that nobody with a sane mind would ever think of that. The Eucharist is the source and summit uh, of our faith. But these, a Catholic, quote, startup church, I don't know what you'd call it exactly, uh, which is non-sacramental, right? Not going not gonna to start... Uh, not, going to receive the Eucharist there. But it's just a place where people can come together uh, to praise God, you know, sing a bit, study the Bible. What you often see in evangelical startup churches, why don't Catholics do that? We can't call them, quote, churches, per se. We can call them fellowship groups or something like that. Uh, Our vocabulary limits the word church to, you know, a place which is uh, in succession to the apostles and actually is able to have, uh, have valid sacraments. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just a get-together. Where there's some Catholic leadership there, mature Catholic laity, and they start bringing people together. Uh, eventually, I can assure you of this, eventually, a significant percentage of those who attend these startup places 
will we'll come into full communion uh, to the Catholic Church. The reason I know that is because for over five years, I conducted uh, studies. We called them bridge group studies. No, we didn't play bridge. We didn't play cards. I brought together uh, roughly 10 to 15 Catholics, 10 to 15 non-Catholics together. And uh, there were some there were some criteria to get into these groups. Uh, for instance, you had to be at the place in your life where you already accepted Catholics as Christians. You couldn't be an anti-Catholic. And you accepted Protestants uh, as Christians. Uh, couldn't be anti-Protestant. And then uh, you had to be willing to attend, uh, I think it was six straight weeks. Uh, so every Friday night we got together, six to eight weeks. And we talked over the things that divided us the most, papacy, purgatory, Mary, saints, and Eucharist. And then we uh, left a, a week for anything that might come up. Uh, it, those groups, uh, an, an incredible percentage of non-Catholic Christians who attended those uh, groups ended up coming into full communion with the Catholic Church. In fact, the groups were so effective and successful that I was able to promise at the beginning of each group that while uh, you may not become Catholic uh, coming to this group, uh, one thing I can assure you of, and that is you will have a very different idea of what the Catholic Church is about than when you first started with us. Uh, I don't see what's keeping us from uh, doing things like this uh, regularly. Uh, we had we ate to, you know we had a meal together when people got together on a Friday night, but I I just think look forty two percent of these church plant attendees haven't been to church in many years or ever before that is a target rich environment <laughs> so uh, people my brother Michael um, mentioned this I don't think I've told this story before my brother Michael. Uh, had a real struggle with drug addiction uh, almost all his uh, life, all all of his adult life. He started using uh, substances when he was in his early teens. Uh, eventually uh, died at the age of 39. And uh, when I returned to the Catholic Church, I asked Mike, uh, you know, urged him to join with me and attend with my family and I. And uh, he kept saying, no, I'm not ready, I'm not ready, I'm not ready. And I could not disabuse his mind of the notion that um, you, nobody is ready uh, to be a Catholic saint. Everybody is ready to come to the foot of the cross, where we're all, you know, we're all at the same level. So uh, what he what he did do is he went to non-Catholic fellowship groups. And uh, he found some spiritual growth and development there. Uh, so this, uh, these kind of things, for Catholics interested in, a create, in creative outreaches, I think we have to begin thinking this way. Mature laity have all they need in their baptism to conduct groups like this. Uh, and again, I would say uh, people, people are made for God. So these 40, that 42% of the church plant attendees who have not been to church in many years or ever before, they are made for God. So you're offering something that they're made for. You're offering water to a thirsty man. You're offering food to a hungry man. That's why they're there. 
millions of Americans, of course, don't care about organized religion. Uh, they don't care about its decline. They even welcome it. But uh, look, non-religious folks ought to see this as a really a great benefit for society. Because what we're finding is that institutions and organizations devoted to reducing the toll of suicide in our communities are beginning to wake up to the important role that churches, religious services, Bible studies uh, have on reducing suicide rates. People living our increasingly secular culture are hungry for spiritual wisdom and transcendent purpose. We shouldn't let our high view of the Catholic Church keep us from reaching for people who are in very low places. I'm Al Creston.